evening can be found on page 694 in the Church Bibles in front of you. I'm reading from, from Isaiah 9, verses 2 to 7. That's page 694. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as, it, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thank you, Rachel. Hello, my name is Andrew. I'm part of the teaching team at Above Bar. Um, it would be great if you had that passage open in front of you for the next few minutes, please. So if you haven't found it yet, please could you open up a Bible or look on your gadget. Uh, page 694. It will make, be a real help to me uh, if you can have that open in front of you. Page 694. And... Uh, we've already been told by Ruth that this is the beginning today of our Advent series, our lead-up to Christmas series, and the, the title of the series is Hope. Hope. Hope is here. There is hope. And we need hope, don't we? We really do. Uh, you look at our world, and it seems to be characterized by darkness, sorrow, and war. We need hope. And the Christian message says there is hope. And that hope is in Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we have your word in our hands. Please take our lives into your hands and speak into them. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The passage that uh, Rachel read to us, it's uh, Isaiah 9, verses 2 to 7. We're actually going to focus just on one verse. I'm going to say a little bit about the other verses because the, the whole passage is wonderful, but I'm going to um, focus on what I think is the most wonderful verse of all these wonderful verses. I think it's full of hope because it's full of Jesus. Isaiah was writing about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And one of the things Isaiah writes about is he writes about the fact that one day there's going to be a Messiah coming, a saviour is going to come. God is going to send someone who is the Messiah, who is a saviour, who's going to put the world right. And that's what this passage is about. Have a look at verse 2. I'm not going to read it out, so I hope you've got it open in front of you. If you look at verse 2, you'll see God is going to turn darkness to light. 
If you look at verse 3, you'll see God is going to turn sorrow to joy. And if you look at verses uh, 4 and 5, you'll see God is going to turn war to peace. And God is going to do this by sending the Messiah. So what's the Messiah going to look like? Look at the beginning of verse 6. <clears throat> For to us, a child is born. Isn't that extraordinary? Here we're expecting this saviour, this Messiah, who's going to change the world and change our lives. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. He's starting as a baby. And he's going to grow up. And he's going to bring light and joy and peace to the world because he's the Messiah. The beginning of verse 6 is pointing us forward to Christmas. Very clearly, as a, as a child is born, a son is given. This is about Jesus. Let's read the whole of verse 6. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now just have a look at those four names, please. That's talking about Jesus. Four descriptions of who Jesus is, of what Jesus is going to be like. We're going to look at those four names. And we're going to see how we should respond to Jesus because he is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Uh, can I just say, it's wonderful this. Jesus is here with us this evening. We've been worshipping him. We've been singing to him, haven't we? He's here. If you're a truster in Jesus, he's living in you by his Holy Spirit. And he's here now amongst us. Well, feel free to talk to him while we look at this verse, while we look at this passage. Let's fill this place with worship to Jesus the Messiah. This is about the hope of a Messiah. Let's look at these four names. Firstly, I'm in the second half of verse 6 here. Jesus is wonderful counsellor. Now, a counsellor is someone who gives you advice as to how to live. A counsellor helps you, and there are probably good counsellors and bad counsellors. I don't know about that. Jesus is a wonderful counsellor. His counsel, his teaching, what Jesus has to say to us is always right, is always good, is always healthy for us. He is wonderful counsellor. Uh, think about Jesus when he grew up. Think about Jesus in the Gospels, giving counsel as to how to live. A religious uh, leader came to Jesus one day and said, what are the most what's the most important commandment? And Jesus said, the most important commandment is this. This is Jesus, the wonderful counselor, replying. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, 
and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the wonderful counselor speaking. That's Jesus saying, if you want to know what life is about, if you want to enjoy life, if you want to be focused in your life, to know what real life is, then love God and love your neighbor. Are you listening to Jesus? The wonderful counselor? Jesus, the wonderful counselor, also in the Gospels, he warns us what we're like. He warns us that we're often not like that. We're often not loving God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. We're often not loving other people. So he talks about sin. Sin is like a God allergy. Sin is me trying to live my life without God. We all do it sometimes. And Jesus says, whoever sins is a slave of sin. That's Jesus talking. So how are we going to respond to Jesus as the wonderful counsellor? Let me tell you, he's wonderful counsellor, so let's listen to him. Let's listen to Jesus. Uh, You can be listening to Jesus now, but you can also be reading a gospel great thing to do in the lead up to Christmas. You don't just spend ages and ages and ages every day. Just spend a few minutes reading a gospel. Listen to Jesus. And respond to him. There are some people who've never read a gospel as an adult. Maybe as children they read a little bit, some some miracle stories or parables or something like that. But as as an adult, they've never read a gospel. And I have to say, I mean, I became a Christian when I was a teenager, but in my 20s, um, I very rarely looked at the Gospels because I thought, well, I've done, I, I know that. You know, I know Jesus stilled the storm. Thank you. I don't need to read it again. I know Jesus died on the cross and rose again for me. I don't need to read that again. So I read other bits of the Bible that I thought were for mature Christians. We need to read the Gospels. Jesus is wonderful counsellor, so let's listen to him. Have you been listening to Jesus recently? Have you been taking time to listen to what Jesus has to say to you as you read the Gospels? That's the first name, wonderful counsellor. Second name, I'm still in the second half of verse 6. He is mighty God. Mighty God. Think about Jesus in the Gospels. Jesus shows that he is God himself. He's actually the eternal son of God. He is God himself. He shows it by what he says and by what what he does. Let me give you an example. Once he's with his disciples and he says this, whoever sees me sees the Father. In other words, when you look at me, you're looking at God. Jesus once said to the crowds, I and the Father are one. Jesus is claiming to be God. Jesus once said, before Abraham was, I am, and I am is the name of God in the Old Testament, isn't it? 
This is Jesus with his words claiming to be mighty God. And his actions showed that he's mighty God. Uh, There was a time when Jesus was teaching in a house and it was very crowded, lots of people there, and there were four guys who wanted to bring their paralyzed friend to Jesus. And they couldn't get in, so they go up the stairs on the outside of the house and they make a hole in the roof and they lower this guy down in front of everybody. It's the most unusual interruption to a sermon. And everybody thinks Jesus is now going to heal this guy. But Jesus looks at him and says, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the religious leaders were there and they thought, that's blasphemy, that's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sin. They're right, only God can forgive sins. But it wasn't blasphemy because Jesus is mighty God. He has the right to do that. Jesus can forgive sins because of who he is. He's mighty God. Jesus is the mighty God. So how are we going to respond to this? You've probably worked it out. Jesus is mighty God, so let's worship him. A Christian is someone who listens to Jesus. A Christian is someone who worships Jesus. I I mean, I was so thrilled that we were singing these songs tonight, and it helped me to worship Jesus. We need to worship him, put our lives down in front of him and say, I'm here for you, Jesus. I want to live for you and for your glory. I want to bring you honor with my life. I worship you. That means giving Jesus all that I am and all that I have. Putting myself into God's, into Jesus' hands. He is mighty God. So let's worship him. You doing it? I think the danger with me sometimes is that when the singing stops, I stop worshipping. Maybe I'm the only one that has this problem. No, there are a few other people. You, we can be worshipping Jesus now. You can lift your heart to Jesus now and worship him because he's mighty God. He's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. Thirdly, I'm still in the second half of verse 6. He is everlasting Father. Now that doesn't mean that Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the eternal Son of God. There's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Jesus is not the Father, but he, it's a name you can give him, everlasting Father, because Jesus is everlastingly fatherly. That's why you can call him everlasting father. A father, ideally, a father is someone that we can, we can go to, we can talk to about everything. Yeah? Same thing that should be true of a mother. I know that some of us here, we maybe never knew our parents. Or maybe we had parents who didn't care for us, who didn't love us, who weren't there for us. But I'm talking about the the perfect father or the perfect mother here. 
Jesus is everlastingly fatherly. He is always there. So how are we going to respond to this? That Jesus is everlastingly fatherly, always ready to listen to us, always ready to receive us. He's everlasting father, so let's run to him. Uh, you look at the Gospels, it's happening all the time. People going to Jesus, running to Jesus, it, they're in need, they're suffering, they're struggling, they're having a tough time, they go to Jesus. Or they're having a great time, they go to Jesus. Men and women, rich and poor, healthy and sick, they run to Jesus. And yet sometimes I catch myself holding Jesus at arm's length. Oh, the Holy Spirit is saying to me and to us this evening, let's run to Jesus. Let's run to him. Let's embrace him. Let's let him embrace us. Let's run to him. He's here this evening. He's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. And fourthly, I'm still in the second half of verse six. He's prince of peace. What happened when Jesus was born? What happened when Jesus was born the shepherds were on a hillside and the angels appeared to them and the angels are singing. The, the angels are singing with delight because Jesus has been born. And they talk about glory to God in the highest and they talk about peace because Jesus has been born. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the one who can bring peace. He can bring peace into an individual's life and one day he will bring peace into our world completely and finally because Jesus is going to come back in glory one day at the end of human history when the author steps on the stage the play is finished Jesus is going to come back and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth Jesus is the prince of peace but the most important peace that Jesus brings is peace with God. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Do you remember that Jesus talks about sin, talks about the fact that we often don't love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and we don't love our neighbour as ourselves. We're guilty before God. Well, the great good news is Jesus came. The Messiah, the Saviour, he came. And when he died on the cross, we've been singing about it, thanking him for it, when he died on the cross, he took our sins onto his shoulders and he took our punishment. He died in our place. And so everybody who turns from their sins and puts their trust in Jesus is forgiven now and forever. We're going to celebrate communion this evening. And it's wonderful, it's a reminder that we can have peace with God through what Jesus did. Because he died, we can be forgiven and be God's friends now and forever. He is Prince of Peace.
Do you believe that? Do you believe that he did that on the cross? That when he died on the cross, it wasn't just a, a tragic event. It was a tragic event with a meaning. Jesus was dying on the cross so we could be forgiven and be reconciled with God. Well, how are we going to respond to Jesus, the Prince of Peace? He's Prince of Peace, so let's trust him. Maybe you've been a Christian for many years. Maybe you put your trust in Jesus 10, 20, 30 years ago. Or maybe you've never put your trust in Jesus. But it's an opportunity for us all this evening, whether we're already Christians or not, to make the decision for the first time or for the hundredth time, I'm going to trust Jesus. I'm going to trust him that when he died on the cross, he died for me so I could be forgiven. Oh, that is such good news. Let's trust Jesus. You can say it now. You can do it now. You can lift your heart to Jesus now and you can be saying to Jesus, Jesus, I trust you. Thank you that you died for me. I trust you. I would, I, it's a tragedy for me if this sermon this evening is just the passing on of information. It can be an encounter with Jesus because he's here. He's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He's prince of peace and he's here. And look at verse 7. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Jesus is working in individuals' lives. People are turning from their sins, putting their trust in him. They're coming to know Jesus. And one day, I've said it before, Jesus is coming back in glory. And then there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And all those who trust in Jesus will be there. And there'll be peace. There will be joy. There will be light. Please just have a look as we close at um, these four names again at the end of verse 6. I'll read the whole of verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's Wonderful Counselor, so let's listen to him. Going to read a gospel this month? Be listening to Jesus. He's mighty God. Are you going to worship Jesus? That's what the magi, the wise men did when they came to Jesus. They brought him gifts and they worshipped him. Well, we can do that too. 
He's everlasting Father. I don't know what you're going through at the moment, whether you're struggling or whether you're having a great time at the moment, but there are probably some of us, certainly there are some of us here, having a really hard time at the moment. And life seems pretty hopeless. Is that you? Well, let's run to Jesus. Let's run to Jesus and pour our hearts out to him. Let's tell him how we feel. Let's ask him for his help. And Jesus is Prince of Peace. And he proved that when he he died on the cross and rose again. So let's trust him. Let's put our lives into his hands. Our lives for now and for eternity, let's put our lives into his hands and trust Jesus. Before I pray, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Could you just have a look at those four names again at the end of verse 6? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Just choose one of those that you think, wow, that's great. There isn't a right answer here. They're all great. But just choose one that you think, hey, that's great. And now, please, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. But I'd love you to turn to your neighbor or someone near you and tell them which you chose and tell them why. This involves speaking. Which did you choose, Seth? Mighty God, because at the end of time, he will gird on his sword, the the sword which comes from his mouth, and the belt of truth, and he will come back and establish his kingdom. Great, wow. That is mighty God. Preach it, brother. Uh, King of kings, Lord. Thank you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are here among us. Thank you that you are the Messiah, the hope for the world. Lord Jesus, you are wonderful counselor please help us to listen to you this week whether that means reading bits of the gospels or just being open to you during the day help us to listen to you You are mighty God. 
So we want to worship you. We want to be like Thomas who saw you as the risen Lord and called you my Lord and my God. Lord Jesus, we bow in your presence and worship you. You are everlasting Father. You are always fatherly. We can always run to you. Please help us now and this week to keep running to you. Whatever is on our minds, whatever we're struggling with, help us to bring our sorrows and our joys to you, Lord Jesus. Because you are everlasting Father. And thank you that you are Prince of Peace. Thank you that we see that so clearly at the cross. Thank you that we're going to be reminded of that now as we take communion together. We trust you. And we thank you for the forgiveness you give us because you died on the cross for our sins. Lord Jesus, you are wonderful counselor. You are mighty God. You are everlasting father. You are prince of peace. Help us this week to listen to you, to worship you, to run to you and to trust you. And we pray all this, Jesus, in your great name. Amen.